This is Aviation Careers Podcast, an aviation podcast about living your dream and pursuing an exciting aviation career. Your host, Carl Valeri, has over a decade of experience counseling pilots. Aviation Careers Podcast will help you navigate towards your aviation career goal. Here is your host, Carl Valeri. Welcome to episode 31. Today's episode is the second part of the inspirational aviation career interviews from Sun and Fun 2013. Sun and Fun's mission is to preserve and enhance the future of flight through world-class events while inspiring and educating people of all ages. To learn more about Sun and Fun, please listen to episode 30 and read the show notes. I think you'll find that there's something for everyone who's interested in aviation at Sun and Fun year-round. Before we begin with these interviews, I want to encourage you to sign up for our email updates. Many of you have asked if I could be available for career counseling. Of course, if you have a question, please feel free to go to aviationcareerspodcast.com and click on the contacts page to submit your questions. But I understand you'd like a much deeper conversation. I've spent many years consulting and would love to do one-on-one with each and every listener, but I have limited time and my consulting rates can be a bit high, especially for those who are just starting out in their career. So I came up with an idea uh, that's going to help everybody, and uh, I think it'll be really high value to each person that that really does want that that consulting. I'm still working on a few of the solutions, and along with some books and videos that we're going to put together uh, to help you move towards your career goal. But to keep up to date on the progress of these ideas and receive you know other career updates, please go to aviationcareerspodcast.com and sign up for the email updates in the top right column. I also send out announcements, and on occasion, uh, we'll also send out announcements about who's hiring, uh, new programs, say, available at flight schools, and also new financing options available, uh, just to name a few of the things that we'll be doing. I encourage you to sign up for these updates because I'm excited to bring all this different valuable content to you. And also to keep you informed as to what's going on in the industry, I'm going to do those through the emails. I thought that would be a a perfect forum for doing that. Again, getting back to this episode, it contains some of those inspiring interviews we heard, uh, which we heard in the last episode, but these are in addition. Okay, These interviews will discuss the many aviation career fields, including commercial airline pilot, flight instructor, mechanic, engineer, and management. Most of the volunteers at Sun and Fun Radio represented by, are represented by podcasts. In my case, I was representing the Stuck Mike Avcast, an aviation podcast about learning to fly, living to fly, and loving to fly. I encourage you to listen to the uh, podcast at stuckmikeavcast.com. Now, with that, that said, let's start listening to these conversations and these interviews that I've done. If you want more detail and want more information about all that we speak about in these interviews, I have some extens- extensive show notes. And you should go to aviationcareerspodcast.com slash 31. I have all those notes and the links to to the different academies, to the different uh, people that are speaking on there. And I think you're really going to enjoy these interviews because everybody's going to learn something about some aspect of the industry. So without further ado, let's listen to those interviews. Enjoy. This is Carl Valeri with Sun and Fun Radio and uh, Stuck Mike Avcast reporting Right here with uh, Central Florida Aerospace Academy, Al Thompson is a representative here. What is it they do at the Central Florida Aviation Academy? Sure. The Central Florida Aerospace Academy is an extension of Kathleen High School. Uh, we're one of the choice schools within the county, and basically what we do is offer those who are interested in an aviation career or the aviation industry a first-hand look at it by attending the school right here on Sun and Fun Campus. 
Oh, great. What a better place to be than here, here at Sunnifun. I see that there's quite a few folks here. We're at this, this workshop and, uh, there's, gosh, gotta be a dozen or so here that are, that are, uh, listening to the lectures. How do you get involved in this school and, and what are they doing here today? Okay. This school is a choice school. Uh, in order to come to this school, you have to have an interest in aviation. One of the requirements to stay here is that you must maintain a 2.5 GPA. So basically any student within the county can look at our school on, on the website. They go on, onto that website, they log in, they fill out the application process, and if they're selected, then instead of going to a traditional high school, they would attend school right here on the Sun and Fun campus. Okay, so now what do they do after they get this degree? It's a high school diploma, and they can become, I think you mentioned before, an airframe and power plant mechanic. They can also do other things, and what are those? Absolutely, There's, there are a ton of things they can do. A, a part of being here also is that they can join what's called the Civil Air Patrol, and through the Civil Air Patrol, we give them a grant that allows them to earn their private pilot's license. Uh, the school, uh, the, the Civil Air Patrol will pay upwards of 90% of that. And the remaining 10%, students can work here on the Sunday Fund campus to earn the additional dollars to pay for that private, private pilot's license. Uh, what kind of work would they do on campus? Great question. Some of that work would be just what they're doing today. They can serve as escorts, as tour guards. They can help uh, arranging tours for, for visitors that come to events such as Sunday Fund. So those people that are here helping out, I think they had, what, red shirts on? Is that is that correct? And they're they're helping out there. So if any of our listeners see them, you know, walk up to them and say, hey, congratulations, because I'm sure it's a little bit tough to get into this program. Absolutely correct. It's a very tough demanding program. Now, you yourself actually were involved in aviation and ROTC and, and the military before this. Uh, what did you do prior to this? Actually, I'm retired Air Force. I spent 26 years in the United States Air Force, retired in 2011, Uh the Air Force and other services, too, have ROTC detachments around the world. Uh, if you're interested in that type of work, you can apply to any school district that suits your needs. And if you're hired, you're, you're off the opportunity to become a faculty member, a teacher here at the school. Wow. And, uh, oh, thanks for your service. You know, you, you keep us sleeping well at night here in, in the U.S. Uh, and abroad, too. It's my pleasure, sir. Thank you. Now, uh, this Aviation Academy, I, I've seen them, you know, jump up all over the place. As far as the graduation rates, you know, they, they're really a great uh, form of education if people are motivated and stay in. Uh, approximately, what is the rate of graduation? Yeah, I would say our graduation rate is, is upwards of 90% because this is a choice school. In order to get here, your grades have to be high, which means you have to maintain at least a 2.5 GPA. And uh, the normal student wouldn't come to school if they weren't attracted to it for some reason. And those who are here are driven to succeed. Wow, that's that's pretty high, the 90%. Now, uh, if people are here at the show and they want to find out a little bit more about the Aerospace Academy, is there any way they could do that? Absolutely. They can just walk right into our building. It's the big blue building here at the main entrance to the Sun and Fun campus where the flags are. They can walk in and talk to any of our administrators, uh, and then we'll be happy to give you more information about the school. Now, is that that building with that, uh, what is that, Sabre? I can't remember. There's a, a red, white, and blue aircraft out front there. Yes, sir. There's a Thunderbird on a stick right there in front of the, air, in front of the school. <laughs> okay. It's blocking me by, by, with the trees here. But this is such a terrific event here. Now, they, the, uh, these folks are going around and actually learning something today. And, and will this apply towards their education? Absolutely. Many of the students that are volunteering here are getting community service points or they're getting volunteer hours. In fact, in order to be here, they had to ensure that their grades were high enough to be able to miss school today in order to be here to volunteer. Now, this uh, Central Florida Aerospace Academy, I've been hearing a lot about it. How did it get started? I mean, how did they start this here? Well, that's a great question. I'm not sure the, the entire history of it, but we have a founder uh, that had a love for aviation. Uh, we were teaching students in one of the smaller buildings over here, and a few years ago, uh, he gave the school all the money they needed to build this school. So this school was completely funded by a private uh, provider. Uh, there was no district money into the school in terms of the, the mortar and bricks for the school itself. 
Now, if somebody isn't able to come here to Sun and Fun, how would they find out about the Central Florida Aerospace Academy, how they could either maybe donate or, or get involved somehow? There's two ways. You can either go to the, the Central Florida Aerospace Academy website or you can go to the Polk County School Board website. This is one of the, the many choice schools available to students in Polk County. Well, great, Al. That, well, thanks for talking to us here at Sun and Fun Radio. I'm here at the Embry-Riddle booth, and today I'm speaking with Elaine Larson. And if that name is familiar, you notice that there's this big car out front, and uh, it, it's pretty cool. And it says Embry-Riddle on it, but you actually sponsor this. What are you folks doing here today, and what is Larson? Well, thank you for having us on. And, yes, I'm Elaine Larson. I'm the co-owner of Larson Motorsports, and that's a, one of the world's largest turbine-powered race teams. Uh, we partnered up with Ember-Riddle about 10 years ago, and they were the first sticker on our race car. They took their first chance with us, so we decided to pay Ember-Riddle back uh, a little bit bigger. So we are the first tenant of their research and development park there in Daytona Beach. Now, that all sounds good, but what do we do there? Um, we race jet-powered dragsters. These cars go 0 to 100 in a second, 0 to 300 in 5 seconds and a quarter of a mile. Now, as neat as it is for me to say this is what they do, you need to know how they get put together. We work with anywhere between 10 and 15, uh, maybe even up to 20 aerospace and mechanical engineers, the students that actually go to Ember-Riddle. They not only come to work at our shop, they design, they create, they build, and they maintain these jet-powered dragsters. And to kick it all off, we actually have an Ember-Riddle alumni that drives this car. Oh, and who's that? Her name is Marisha Falk. Last year was her uh, rookie season, and she did pretty good. She almost kicked me to the curb a couple times. I raced against her in another jet car. Um, she did an amazing job. She's actually an aeronautical science alum, and then she minored in business, so she does a really good job. She had a great rookie year. Um, we're looking to see what she can do next year. A very dynamic personality. I like Marisha. She's terrific. Got to speak with her last year. Yep, she's a little powerhouse. Um, this is her brand new 2013 Ember Riddle jet car. And just this last weekend, we had two mechanical engineering students, uh, put on their, their, uh, dead man switch, which is our safety system. It's built to keep Marisha better and safer in her race car. So what will happen is if there's a problem with her, if she has any failure, the car automatically shuts off, deploys a parachute to keep car and driver safe. Well, that sounds really good. Safety is always important. Now let me ask you something about getting involved in this. Say, I'm a student, and I want to get involved, and this looks really cool. I want to get involved. How do I do that? Um, you go to Eagle Hire. We're one of the we're one of the approved people for the interns to come um, and apply for. We have positions from uh, final assembly specialist to po- or propulsion to biofuels. We have just about a little bit of everything, even business. And I'm looking for that human factors, so we can apply everything that they're learning at Ember Riddle. Go to Eagle Hire, put your application in, and then come for an interview at Larson Motorsports. And they would go to Embry Riddle to find information about that also, correct? Absolutely. Erau.edu. Erau.edu. And how many races do you usually do in a year? Oh, goodness. I'm a busy girl. I keep Marisha busy, too. Um, during the week, she's flying, and on the weekend, she's on the ground. So uh, we do anywhere between 15 and 20 races a year. And so we race up against the baddest and the best. And next weekend, we're actually going to go four wide in Charlotte, North Carolina, with all the big boys. John Forrest, Tony Schumacher better watch out. Uh-oh. I see a challenge there. Absolutely. Us 
girls are going to throw down the gauntlet. Um, I think we got what it takes to take home a victory for Ember Riddle, so we're going to see what we can do and do our best. I really wish you luck. I hope you folks win. Now, as far as other places here in Florida, do you race anywhere here? Oh, my goodness, yes. We love Florida. This is our home state, a lot of our home tracks. Um, the 27th of April, we're going to be down in West Palm Beach at the old Moroso Motorsports Park. We're going to be doing Nitro Jam. So any of you uh, people who are like little speed freaks like we are out there, you need to come on out and see us at Nitro Jam. Cool. I'll definitely go take a look at that. Now, if if you're going to be here or someone else is going to be here and they want to talk to you, how do they find you again? Um, just come. We're by the FAA building, um, right by the Ember Riddle booth. You're going to get to see Ember Riddle's brand new paint scheme on their airplane. It just came from paint, so you got to come check out our cool, sweet new ride. Um, and we have everybody here at the booth. If you want to find something out about Ember Riddle, come by and see us. Or if you want to check out my hot ride, uh, come by and see us at the Ember Riddle booth. I think what you're doing is terrific for Embry Riddle. It really is. And I, I'm glad that you're part of this. And I've been following Mauritius for a little while now. And she's done a terrific job, job and is a really good spokesperson for you folks. And Embry Riddle is a terrific school. And if anybody's interested in engineering and, like you said, human factors, everything, imagine that in a jet car. All those are involved. Can you believe that? There are so many applications. We go over and we do guest speaking at Ember-Riddle all the time, and they were surprised at how many G-forces I go through. They were surprised at so many different areas. I mean, obviously, the maintenance science, you know, AMS, that's that's a given. People don't realize that air traffic control, race control, you control all those race cars going around that track, and you control all that whole situation. If it's at Ember-Riddle, I can, I can kind of make it go into racing a little bit, and, and it's the fun side of it. You know, it's, it's high performance, high power, high horsepower, and a lot of fun. Well, gosh, that sounds like a lot of fun. I'm going to have to come out and see you. Appreciate your talking to us today. And uh, where can they find you one more time on the Internet? You can find all the information about the race team at lmsjets.com. That gets you everything about Marisha and myself and our schedule and the race team. And if you have any questions, please fill out that contact us form. We would love to hear from you. Well, thanks so much. And uh, if anybody wants to see this booth come by, it's really exciting. It's Embry Riddle, and they have this really cool. Should we give it away? What it look? No, no, no. Come on by and check it out. It's a really cool paint scheme. I'm here with Jamil Larkin, and we're sitting at the actually standing at the Embry Riddle booth, and it's hard to miss here. The big uh, they got a big car out front, and also an airplane. Jamil, what what are you folks doing here today? What are you trying to promote? Well. I'm a proud alumni at Embry-Riddle Aeronautical University, the world's largest aviation-oriented university in the entire world. As a student that graduated from the Aviation Business Administration Program, we're here talking to every student out here, especially students from the Central Florida Aerospace Academy right here on Sudden Fun Grounds, about their career opportunities inside of the aviation industry, about not only becoming a pilot, but an engineer, becoming involved on the business side of the aviation industry, and all the other career aspects that most people don't consider when they think about being a, uh, having a career inside of aviation. And what does Embry-Riddle do? Just for people that don't know, what opportunities are there? You just talked about business. You talked about flying, et cetera. Uh, what type of degrees do you have and what type of ratings and what type of licenses can they get? Well, that's actually a really good question. Embry-Riddle was founded in 1926 as a flight school up in Ohio. And over the years, it's become the world's largest aviation-oriented uh, institution. So they have over 30 different degree programs in a wide range of different career fields, from if you want to become an airline pilot, if you want to become an aeronautical engineer. In fact, Embry-Riddle has the world's number one aerospace engineering program, has had that for the last 10 years in a row. Uh, more than one out of four commercial airline pilots has graduated from Embry-Riddle Aeronautical University. They also have a really well-known business degree program, which I was able to go to. Um, and so no matter what 
aspect of the aviation or aerospace industry that you may be interested in, there's probably a degree field at Embry-Riddle to help you out with it. So if someone's interested in, say, becoming a mechanic, they can come here and get that information here at the uh, at Sun and Fun. So where would they find you? Uh, we're located right next to the FAA building, um, and there's a big white tent here that has Embry-Riddle on the side of it, plus the airplane, as well as our jet dragster that's sitting inside of the booth that everybody can come take a look at as well. And that is a pretty co- cool little car. And Can you talk just a little bit about what this is here? Absolutely. One of the unique things that Embry-Riddle does is it tries to get involved in a wide range of different programs inside of the aviation industry. And uh, Larson Motorsports operates a couple of jet dragsters, and they actually operate one for Embry-Riddle. And this jet dragster is actually designed by Embry-Riddle aeronautical engineering students. Uh, this car goes up to 300 miles per hour, and two Embry-Riddle, or one Embry-Riddle alumni um, actually drives this car now. The uh, other thing you have out here is the airplane. And if somebody's looking at getting into aviation uh, and flying, you obviously have a large fleet there. Do they do all their training here in Florida? Uh, yes. So if someone goes to Embry-Riddle's Daytona Beach campus, there's also another residential campus located in Prescott, Arizona. Uh, our Daytona campus has approximately 100 airplanes based there, everything from Cessna 172s up to Diamond DA uh, 42s for Twin Stars. Now, you just talked about uh, Embry-Riddle and jobs afterwards. Uh, what what does Embry-Riddle do to help those folks that do graduate here? It has a really great um, career services department that helps place students as soon as they graduate into a pretty high-paying career field. Uh, I can't remember the exact statistic off the top of my head, but I want to say it's close to over 90% of all Embry-Riddle students are graduated by the, or are hired by the time that they graduate from Embry-Riddle Aeronautical University. And, you know, I'd have to say, uh, just to add to that, one of the best things about it is the network that uh, Embry-Riddle does have because you do run across many, many different people in the airline business, especially that that has graduated from Embry-Riddle. And that's true. Embry-Riddle has over 100,000 proud alumni operating inside of the aviation and aerospace industry that graduated from the university during some point. And there's definitely the good opportunity to run into Embry-Riddle alumni here at events like Sun Fun and everywhere else. So how about you? Are you, you've graduated, I assume, and now you're, are you out there working or are you working for Embry-Riddle now? I actually work with Embry-Riddle, um, along with Elaine Larson with the Jet Dragster. I work with Embry-Riddle on the Dream Launch Tour, where we travel across the country and go to high schools and middle schools and talk to students about career opportunities inside of the aviation industry. Now, how can they get involved in that Dream Launch Tour? How do you find out about it? They can go to Embry-Riddle's website and click on the Dream Launch Tour, which is on the website, and find out more information about it, as well as get the Dream Launch Tour to come to their local city as well. Great. And is there any other information that we left out here as far as Embry-Riddle, how they can get not just information, but is there any, anything else as far as the school's concerned and financing and, and all that type of thing that they can find out? The biggest thing that I can think of is that there are a lot of scholarships and grant programs out there to help defray some of the costs of going there. But as a proud Embry-Riddle alumni, I can say it was definitely one of the best decisions in my life. And if anybody has any questions, please feel free to stop by the booth and say hello. All right, Joel. I really appreciate that. If you're looking at a career in aviation, it's a great place to come especially for the networking, especially their alumni. It's huge. You're going to find people in aviation all over that worked at Embry or that actually graduated from Embry-Riddle. Thanks again. Thank you. Thanks for stopping by, Carl. Well, folks, this is Carl Valeri with the Stuck Mike Avcast reporting for Sun and Fun Radio. And I'm here with Jessica at the National Aviation Academy, and uh, they have an incredible booth here. Jessica, what, what is National Aviation Academy? National Aviation Academy is an aviation school where we specialize in aviation maintenance as well as pilot training. And uh, what do you do with the school? I do admissions for our 
pilot program. And if anybody's ever listened to Aviation Careers podcast, we've we've had you folks on before. Now I notice that you you folks have airplanes, you have mechanics, you uh, also have something over here in the corner that looks really cool, and it's like a, a simulator. Is that are you letting people uh, ride in the simulator? Yes, we are. We're doing sim training, so anyone who wants to get on a simulator can come on down. And uh, as far as the people that uh, are coming out here to the university or the school that you have here, National Aviation Academy. Is it usually high school kids, or is it a mix between high school and people changing careers? We have a mix of all ages, people who are coming straight out of high school, as well as people who just want to start a new career in their life. So anywhere from 18 to, I actually had a student who was in his 60s. Wow, 60s, and he's starting a new career. That's amazing. Absolutely. It just shows you that if you have a, a passion for something, it's it's great to start and, and do something you really, really enjoy. And, and National Aviation Academy, they've been around for, for quite some time. Just tell us a, a little quick history about them. National Aviation Academy has been around since 1932. We have two campuses, one in Boston, Massachusetts, as well as in Clearwater, Florida. And uh, both of these campuses, can they go for the aircraft mechanic or AMP and also for the flight? No, we do flight school in Clearwater where it's the weather's a little more conducive for flying. That makes a lot of sense. At least you can get up every day. Now, at National Aviation Academy, I know we've spoken to you in the past, but for those those people that are are here wandering around the the show today, what is it what is it that they can expect after they graduate? What what can you do for those folks? Anyone who graduates from our school will have lifetime career placement. They can get a job as um, AMP mechanics as well as commercial pilots where they can fly for airlines. They can do corporate cargo. They can be CFIs. So there's different different career paths that you can take. Plus, it's fun here. You know, they they they, they actually have handheld helicopters that they're they're throwing around right now. <laughs> Incoming, watch out! <laughs> but uh, now, as as far as the the simulator, can that? count towards their their actual training? Yes. For our flight school, they do uh, 2,828 hours, 328 of which are actual flight time. The rest is doing ground school and sim time. Now, in the flight school, I know that was a new program for you. Have, have you had graduates, and, and are they out there working yet? We haven't yet to have a graduate. It's, it's a very extensive program where they go to get their private pilot license, instrument rating, commercial, single-engine, multi-engine instrument rating, CFI, CFII, MEI, and then they go on to a transition course where it's 737 Ground School, 737 Sim Lab, and C-90 King Air Ground School, C-90 King Air Flight Time. Wow, that's a lot. That sounds like a, a lot of preparation there. And they'll be very... Uh, that They, they would be very, very competitive for the job market if they have all that. Uh, that's actually going to be uh, an additional cost. Now, uh, to someone who really doesn't have the cash to do it, is there any way that they could finance this training? We are a Title IV school, so they're just a Title IV school, meaning we have federal funding. So there are Pell Grants and scholarships that they can apply for. Great. And how long are you going to be out here? And if they can't find you here at the show and they're listening to this on the radio, where can they find you on the Internet? You can always find us at naa.edu. naa.edu, and you'll be here throughout the whole show. That's terrific. And National Aviation Academy, is there anything else you want to tell the folks about? It's just a great day. Come on out and have fun. Yeah, we're giving away tons of swag. It's just fun. 
Terrific. Well, thanks again for speaking with us, Jessica. And uh, I suggest that anybody interested in aviation, aircraft, power plant mechanic, come by National Aviation Academy booth. You really can't miss it. It's a big airplane, and it's got the black and red logo. And maybe you'll get one of those handheld uh, helicopters and throw it around. <laughs> again, Carl Valeri with Sun and Fun Radio. I am here with Marisha Falk. We're actually looking at uh, one of Larson's Racing's what is this, a jet car here at the Embry-Riddle booth? This is pretty darn cool. Must be fun driving. Yes, sir. It's a blast. Uh, the Embry-Riddle Jet Dragsters is owned by Larson Motorsports, but we travel around the U.S. Uh, racing at drag strips across the nation, representing Embry-Riddle and going 300 miles an hour in about five and a half seconds. Ooh, that's quick. Is that, how many G-forces is that? We pull five Gs on launch and negative seven Gs on shoot deployment. Ouch. That must give you a headache. It's quite the kick in the pants. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine. Now, this this almost like aircraft that's sitting here. You know, who actually designed and built this? Uh, the car is designed and built mainly by Larson Motorsports, but in our shop in Daytona Beach, we have anywhere between two and ten student interns from Embry Whittle a semester, and they come in and under Chris Larson's supervision, they ble- they build the complete dragster for us. I gotta ask, how'd you get into racing? I got into racing up at Oshkosh at EAA. I was originally a flight instructor for Embry Whittle, and I fell in love with Larson Motorsports and the Embry Whittle team up there when Elaine Larson went 336 miles an hour in the Jet Dragster. Wow, that's pretty darn fast. That's faster than 172, that's for sure, and most jets. It's a little quicker. <laughs> a little quicker. <laughs> but now, are you uh, flight instructing still? Yes, sir. I am actually a flight training manager over at Embry Whittle right now, and they get me out in the airplane every once in a while. Oh, that's cool. What's more fun? Uh, right now I'm loving the racing, but uh, my passion is definitely aviation, and hopefully in a couple of years when I'm done with my contract, I'll be back in the aviation industry a little more. That's cool. I love flight instructing myself, and I'm sure you'd be a great one. Now, this this jet car, I mean, this is this is pretty amazing. How did how'd you learn to do this? It was a pretty easy transition. Uh, my training that I did at Embry Whittle helped a lot. A lot of the flows and stuff are the same in the cockpit of this car, and uh, obviously the turbine engine is the same as we learned in our turbine classes there. So a lot of the, a lot of the aerodynamics and operational side of the car I knew before coming onto the team. So I had to learn more about the track etiquette and and just how to maneuver this car down the quarter mile. So you're a good spokesman for the uh, actual school itself. You've been through the program. I hope so. I'm a double alumni of the university. Yes, sir. A double alumni. Yes, sir. I did my bachelor in aeronautical science and my master's degree in business administration. Awesome. And you are going to fly what do you think in the future? Uh, well, my true passion is obviously speed, so I've always wanted to fly military fighters, but they tell me I'm too short. So I guess we'll join the guard and see where that takes me. Well, good luck with that. I, I'm sure you do well. The uh, Now, I think you should stay as a flight instructor. We need some really good ones out there. Yeah, we'll see. I'm sure with the guard, you know you don't work as much, so I'll definitely stay with the flight instructing for a long time. And, of course, there's a lot of folks at Embry-Riddle, and there's a whole bunch of folks, I should say, that go onto the airlines. You ever thought about doing something like that? I did. A lot of my friends have went on uh, to a lot of the regionals, and they're loving life, but I just don't know if it's for me. I think if I stay away from the military, I'd probably go corporate. Oh, cool. Cool. I think you'd be a great corporate pilot, especially with your personality. That's terrific. Now, the, I actually got to speak with uh, somebody else here who actually uh, drives this car, and I'm trying to figure out who's the, who's the faster of the two. Oh, man, Elaine Larson. Uh, she is the team owner and the boss lady, and I will admit she is faster than I am. This sh- Well, top speed. Last year my top speed was faster than her, but overall she's beat me up a little bit. Well, there's a little competition going on there here. Uh, just a little bit. <laughs> now, where are you racing this? 
Uh, we race all over the U.S. We're headed to Charlotte uh, next weekend. After that, we're headed back to Florida down to West Palm Beach. Cool. Well, good luck to you. Is there anything else you want to tell the folks who are thinking about going to Embry-Riddle or thinking about a career in, say, aviation? Yeah, absolutely. Stop by and see us over here. Check out the Jet Dragster and talk to some of our uh, admissions people if you have any questions about the university. Now, where can they find you if they're not here or can't make it to the show and they're listening to us? Can they find you on the Internet? Yeah, of course. Check us out. Uh, of course, Embry Whittle has their website, or you can check us out at lmsjets.com. lmsjets.com. You have some cool pictures of this? Yes, sir. Lots of cool video footage. My boss is obsessed with the video. <laughs> awesome. Well, I appreciate your speaking to us here at Sun and Fun Radio. Thank you for your time. Thanks, Barry. I'm actually over here at the National Aviation Academy booth, and inside that booth they have this really cool-looking uh, flight simulator, and uh, it's uh, one that you can actually come try out. I'm here with Julius, and Julius is actually going to describe a little bit about the simulator and what you can do in it. And uh, Julius, welcome to uh, Sun Fun Radio. Thank you for having me. Well, uh, now, ASE, first describe what, what it is you do and, and what type of product you have. Okay. ASC is, uh, stands for Aeronautical Systems Engineering Incorporated. Uh, ASC produces uh, civil and military aviation flight training devices, so flight simulators, capable of worldwide regulatory approval, both under JAR and EASA and FAA standards. And we've delivered multiple devices to uh, both the military, and today we're here at NAA's booth because... We deliver their uh, primary uh, multi-platform FAA-certified AATD desktops simulators, which we have on display and ready for anybody to come here and fly. Um, so we're here with NAA sharing the booth, which gives us the ability to kind of promote their uh, private pilot and their professional uh, course for the pilots and along our products as well. So let me ask you this as far as a simulator. You mentioned ATD. There's there's like a flight training device. I guess that's an advanced training device. Uh, what's the difference? Well, there's uh, different levels of uh, simulators. You can start out with a, a BATD, which stands for a basic aviation training device. You can have an AATD, which is an advanced aviation training device. An FTD, which has different levels, four, five, six. And a full flight simulator, which is uh, BCD. And depending on the level of complexity... Um, that, therefore, your device has a primarily a bigger field of view, um, better visual system, um, a smaller latency effect, which is the response time. Um, and the primary differences can be all found in uh, FAA's Part 60. But on, in summarization, the difference between an AATD and an FTD <clears throat> is primarily uh, complexity in uh, the visual system, complexity in the field of view. And you also have, uh, in some FTDs, seat shakers, which you don't have in an AATD. You also have a cockpit enclosure. And depending on the aircraft, the complexities can vary, and the variations are different uh, among all sorts of aircraft, both rotary and fixed wing. So is uh, the only thing you manufacture, is this here, the ATD? No, we uh, manufacture all sorts of devices. Because we have our own uh, capability of acquiring our own flight testing data, we have the ability to simulate any aircraft we can get our hands on, which means any aircraft for any of our customers that we can fly, we can record uh, data from our flight test and then turn that data into program and software, which will then turn it into simulation on our devices. So there's hardware and there's software. Uh, I guess you manufacture and, and program both. Yes, we do our own uh, proprietary software, and uh, we use uh, some commercial off-the-shelf products, and then we use um, OEM manufacturing as well. So, say I'm a private pilot or my instrument rating, 
Could I afford to buy something like this, or do you have something that I could afford? Well, uh, at this moment in time, we do have this desktop on display that anybody can come here and anybody can fly. And if you're very interested and your, your pockets are uh, moderately deep, then you can buy this device. But most of the time, a uh, device like this, people will come up and say, well, you know, for this price, I could buy an aircraft. I could buy a support light aircraft. But the device that we sell is an FAA certified device. And it's an investment for most universities and flight schools, which allows an investment return and a return on investment that you wouldn't get out of an aircraft. And there's the differences between buying in a sport light aircraft or a regular aircraft compared to a simulator is there's very low maintenance costs, if any, and you have an investment opportunity that you wouldn't have on an aircraft. There's no fuel costs and there's training opportunities that you wouldn't have in an aircraft uh, prior to getting into a simulator. So this one here is going to be at uh, National Aviation Academy over in Clearwater, and they're going to use that for their private instrument uh, and commercial licenses? Yes, they already have uh, a fleet of our devices. I want to say they have five or six devices that we've delivered over the last year to uh, National Aviation Academy, and they all are FAA-certified AATD. They have 25 hours towards their private pilot's license, 20 hours towards the instrument rating, 50 hours towards the air traffic controller, and 20 hours towards the commercial pilot license. So let's talk about uh, some of the advantages of a of a simulator as opposed to an airplane, other than the cost. You know, of course, it's it's going to be cheaper uh, because of the fact that you're not in an airplane burning fuel. But what are some of the other advantages of using a simulator? Well, there's certain things and um, certain procedures that you can do in a in an aircraft that you can also do in a simulator. But there's things that you can do in a simulator um, and and practice uh, flight operations that you couldn't do in an aircraft without risking your life primarily, and perfecting your uh, flight conditions and, and being able to simulate anything and everything that you would have to wait for till it rains, you would have to wait for till it gets cloudy, till you have crosswinds, which, which you can do on a push of our wireless instructor operation station tablet. You know, one of the things I think is really cool is when something fails. Uh, in the real airplane, I have to cover up the instrument. Here, you don't really have to do that, especially if you have a gyroscopic instrument that fails, or even an electronic instrument. Then you can fail that and, and do it in such a manner that it actually kind of fool the student a little. Yes, you could do that. Uh, you have the ability to uh, to fool the student if you wanted to. However, uh, we have the instructor operating station, which is a wireless tablet that allows for multiples of devices in the same classroom setting. So you save money on not having to have individual students with individual instructors. You can have one instructor with upwards of 15 devices running on one single tablet. And there's things that you can manipulate on there with uh, with the student and the device. But the, the student, depending on their level of knowledge and uh, competency, they'll know uh, their training will kick in like any pilot's training will kick in. Well, that's interesting that you said that they can run up to 15 uh, different stations. I want to say the most I've ever seen is 15. I don't know if we can do any more than that, but I'm sure that with technology advancing in the future, we could probably do unlimited. Well, that's pretty amazing. It's like a classroom full of uh, people instead of sitting at desks or sitting at simulators. Yeah, they're all, um, they, they all sit on a table. Uh, it's a self-contained unit. You have both touchscreens and populated instruments. You have a radio rack and a Garmin GNS430, which is uh, our replica that's fully functional. 
We also have on display a five-channel visual system with a field of view of 220 degrees, which allows for viewing over the engines and the wings and seeing all the operations, including the flaps, and um, being able to see ground control and ground referencing that you wouldn't have on a single-channel display or a PC monitor on some of the, our competitors' smaller devices or in the same category of an AATD devices. So they can come out here and check out the booth here at the National Aviation Academy, and you'll have the simulator back there. But uh, what if they're not here or they hear this uh, after the show? Where else can they find information about your product? Well, you can always go online to www.aerosysseng, and that's A-E-R-O-S-Y-S-E-N-G.com. And all emails will be forwarded to personally me and my account inbox, and I'll answer all of them in correct and partial order. And um, we do have inquiries um, all the time for um, in-home use, and we're actually trying to get into the development of providing smaller devices for smaller customers in the recreational pilot industry. So if you're a smaller flight school, you're an independent instructor, is there something that would be affordable for them? Oh, yeah. On this desktop, uh, AAT that we have, we've just come out with a new leasing option, which is a three-year lease to own, and the conditions would be have to discuss between the representatives and ec- executives of, of both parties. But I know for a fact that we have the sale-to-lease option or lease-to-sale option on this specific device, uh, which has opened up a new class of flight schools and training uh, centers that haven't had the opportunity to afford these devices. Well, that's awesome because I love to see simulators out there. You know, as an instructor myself, I just I think you can do so much more in a flight simulator than you can be out, out on the in the in the air. And not only that, the weather can be really bad, but you're still able to fly. Doesn't matter what the weather is. I I also noticed uh, you were flying in the simulator. I just want to ask you that I saw something with two engines. So you do have multi-engine simulators. Yeah, this specific device, the desktop AATD, has uh, both multi-engine and single-engine capability with uh, platform switching over in under two minutes. Uh, and we have both um, the control panels and the throttle panels just to switch out. If somebody wants to come in here and try a C-172 and fly a C-172 on the five-channel visual system, I invite you to come on down and visit it. If somebody wants to try the Piper Seneca, come on down and let's fly it. We're going to be here all day, and we're going to be here till Sunday. Well, I appreciate your talking to us, and uh, if anybody wants to see this booth, it's at the National Aviation Academy. Go to the left of the booth, and you'll see that flight simulator there. It's really cool. Thanks for speaking with us. Thank you very much for your time, and we're located at the Northeast 27 and 28 exhibit. And here I am in one of the buildings at the Elite booth, and uh, they have some pretty cool-looking uh, simulators here. feel like I'm uh, flying around here. I get a little dizzy, actually, watching one of these. With me today is Wayne Keys to tell us a little bit about what they're doing here, and, and what is Elite? Well, Elite Simulation's been in the IFR so- software and hardware training business for over 20 years now. Really? We've... Uh, Really, we're one of the leaders in IFR training in in the home. So uh, pilots for for many years have been uh, staying proficient and being safer pilots by using uh, the software to practice instrument approaches and procedures. If you want to become proficient flying, this would be a great thing to have at your house. But can I log that time if I have one at home? Well, over the years, Elite's evolved into creating FAA-approved simulators. So where we first started out with home software, now we make uh, a $200,000 King Air advanced ATDs and many things in between, both in helicopter and fixed wing, uh, for IFR proficiency, for 
uh, ab initio training. And uh, what's really exciting is the, the new visuals that we have are able to uh, add some VFR training elements to what used to be an IFR-only training environment. You know, it's really cool. The one I'm looking at one right here, and actually I was saying I get a little bit dizzy because it is such a big screen TV here. I was, I, I didn't realize it was moving. I was like, oh, wait a minute, <laughs> is it me that's falling, or is it is it the airplane that's moving? But this is, I tell you, the resolution's awesome, and it's right. I'm looking at Lakeland Airport. Looks like right now, what the system that's set up in front of me to the left of the booth here. What what is that? Well, that's our TH100 helicopter trainer. It's uh, an advanced ATD, FAA-approved system for uh, flight schools and anybody, really, who wants to have one in their man cave. They could have one there, too. Uh, So what what kind of a uh, price are we looking at, price point on something like that? Well, this system is uh, $35,000, what you're looking at. And uh, we also have a version with one screen that's $25,000. But uh, to get the... The lower visual so that you can do landings for a VFR training, uh, this is really the way to go. It can be used, as I said, for ab initio helicopter training. Uh, people can learn to hover, hover taxi, uh, and, and just use uh, precise handling of a helicopter on a system like this, in addition to the IFR training that's uh, permitted. So now let's move over to airplanes. This, this same unit can be used as an airplane also? No, this isn't convertible. It's a helicopter-only device. Uh, but we have also desktop and cockpit-enclosed air, airplane devices that go everywhere from one Cessna 172s up to King Airs. And then uh, those are used for uh, individual or crew resource training. Now, you had said that they can use this for hours towards their rating. Do you know how many hours it is that they can put towards their, uh, like, say, their private or their instrument? Sure, yeah. In an advanced ATD, uh, it's two and a half hours toward a private uh, rating, 20 hours toward an instrument rating, 50 hours toward a commercial rating, and 25 towards an ATP. You can also do partial IPCs, and uh, what's really nice is you can do instrument currency on these products, uh, so you can remain current and proficient. Okay, so if you're not instrument current, you can only do the partial IPC here. But but if you want to remain current and not let that lapse, you can just do it right here on the on the ATD. Yeah, that's that's true on the advanced ATD. But you can also do that on a basic ATD, also one that you might have at your home. And you would need to have an instructor, I assume, with that one. Uh, no, no, you can do that uh, without an instructor. Great, great. So that's a real cost savings. Really, the most important thing is is staying proficient, and I think that that doesn't have a cost. Now, if I want to, I personally want to stay current. What what is the the entry level for someone like me that just wants to stay current IFR in a single engine aircraft? If you're using for instrument currency, you have to have an FA approved system. So a PI one thirty five, which is a basic ATD, is the best system for for entry into that and that's about seventy five hundred dollars and the uh, purchaser would provide their own computer and monitors or we could provide those too for an additional uh amount of money and the, the the where the cost saving comes in is if they're doing a lot of approaches i assume sure and you can do a lot more approaches on this than in the real airplane so you stay even more proficient 
Well, also, how about failure? Say you you are trying to stay proficient by yourself, not with an instructor. Is there any way to fail equipment without my knowing it, say, randomly? Actually, yes. There's uh, In the instructor screen, there's a way to set up random failures. So you can do instrument failures. You can do engine failures. Uh, you could you could have, uh, at a certain point in the future, maybe your uh, oil temperature goes up, and then your oil pressure goes down, and then your engine quits. So you can do this in a sequence randomly so that you can uh, make sure your instrument scan is proper and... and and uh, surprise you. That sounds like a lot of work. I'm not sure I'd want to have all those failures at once. So here if at Sun and Fun, if someone's trying to find you, where can they find your booth? And, and can they also fly one of the simulators? Y- yes, yeah. We have uh, two simulators in the booth, uh, two uh, helicopter trainers and a Beechcraft Baron G1000 trainer. How about the instructor that wants to have a mobile type of system and wants to, like myself, say I want to, go to my student's house, uh, what type of setup would I need? Where, what would be like an entry level for me, the independent instructor? Well, we have some people who use the PI-135 and put it in a, a minivan, for instance. We also have an advanced ATD uh, called the PT-136, which is designed for transportability and can be uh, either shipped via UPS or stuck in the back of a minivan and taken a- around to different pilots houses set up at the house maybe for a few days or a week and uh and uh training can be done there in the person's house so i suggest everybody to come out here and try out the elite uh simulators atds and uh practice your roles from the outer marker down to to minimums you might do really well i'm just kidding we're not gonna we we don't promote that but yes this is a a wonderful display and and if you want to get some currency this is the way to do it it's actually a lot less expensive than going out there in the airplane and flying and if you're a flight instructor you really need to take a a peek at this they have some really cool systems they've been around for a long time Again, this is wayne keys uh at the elite booth that i've been speaking to they have a website too and and wayne what was that website That's www.flyelite.com. This is Carl Valera with the Stuck Mike Avcast reporting for Sun and Fun Radio, and we're here with Paul Castle in front of the uh, FedEx airplane. And and what are we doing here today, Paul? Well, FedEx is uh, dedicating this airplane to the Academy here at Sun and Fun, and the airplane, uh, which was built in 1973, started its life as an Air Canada passenger airplane that FedEx purchased modified into a freighter and this airplane served uh, many years in our our uh, fleet delivering packages all over the world well that's terrific that you're doing this now what's what's its purpose going to be now well the airplane will be used as a training device for the maintenance and technicians so that young academy graduates will come out with real-time experience on transport category airplanes working on jet engines hydraulic systems electrical systems really to understand how the uh, job opportunity out there for the airlines and have this in their resume as having worked on this type of an airplane. Wow, this is truly inspirational that you're doing this here. I think that's terrific that you are donating this aircraft. Has FedEx ever done this before? Uh, This is number 62 of 70 airplanes that we've donated. We didn't want to put these airplanes in the desert or sell them into a third world country. We wanted to use them to enhance the communities where our employees and our customers live and the educational system across the nation. We've donated one up in Anchorage, Alaska, uh, the one down here in Sun and Fun. There are most academies and schools 
we're donating donating the airplanes for use. Some of the airplanes that are still flyable are going into the oil field industry and other places to deliver emergency type of uh, services. But uh, the 727 will cease operating in our our system in June of this year. This is our this is 40th year uh, since the, the beginning of Federal Express, and 727s carried freight for Federal Express for 35 of those 40 years. Wow, so that's had a heck of a life, hasn't it? It has had a heck of a life. I, I flew this airplane for over eight years, and... Uh, many like it because we had 164 of them at one time it's being replaced by the 757 which a flyby will occur here shortly with one of our 757 to commemorate the retirement of this airplane wow that's really cool uh you still in aviation yourself uh yeah i'm actually the senior vice president of flight ops and a triple seven captain for federal express oh awesome awesome this is truly great hopefully you'll inspire somebody to get into aviation become a mechanic hey become a pilot here yeah I hope that's what we're well, that's what we're here for is an outreach to the youth, uh, the needs in this business in all walks of aviation profession uh, is great and growing. So we need to reach out to the kids, expose them to the opportunities, and and hope to have people go into the profession to fill those jobs, not just the pilot. One of the things that people have to realize before anybody pulls the chocks on an airplane, there's at least 500 different jobs that occur behind the scene to let that airplane fly from the air traffic control through dispatch maintenance catering you name it freight handling passenger handling it's a big team of people that make those airplanes move sure is just like an orchestra any advice for those people thinking about getting into the uh, field of aviation they might think it's a little bit tough uh go to school get your math and science uh that's the most important thing pay attention to your grades the job opportunities are there. They're uh, growing every day. So we need the kids to come along and become a part of the air industry in all walks of it. Uh, whether it's air ambulance, airlines, military, there's a great need for aviation professionals. Well, thanks for talking to us here at Sun and Fun Radio. Where's the plane going to be after Sun and Fun? This airplane remains here uh, for the academy here at Sun and Fun, the academy that for the Polk County School System. And that's that's will remain here as a part of their operation. And I'm here at uh, actually a really fun place to to learn how to fly a airplane that uh, has a big uh, tail on the back and and learn how to use those feet down there, those rudders. It's called tail tail wheels, etc. And I'm here with uh, John, who's actually the owner. Welcome. Thank you very much, Carl. Now you uh, you're the flight school. I think that was over uh, is over at Winter Haven, but now you tell me differently. Yeah, we're in uh, Lakeland. We've been very pleased with our move. The city of Lakeland and the airport airport has just been fantastic to work with. Uh, they, it's like they this is the place where we were meant to be. So tailwheels, et cetera. Now I I understand you have tailwheel instruction, but but what else do you do? Well, we do tailwheel instruction, of course, on uh, our steerman, our Fairchild. We have a T6. We have a Champ. We have a Taylorcraft, all for tailwheel stuff. And we have a brand new airplane that we're working with. It's a light sport. Comes from Italy, but it's being assembled in Kissimmee. It's a cool little airplane called the uh, Jet Fox, and I think everybody's going to like that. But we also do uh, uh, training all the way from private pilot all the way through anything somebody wants. Uh, we do a lot of commercial pilot training where we take them from private all the way through their CFII. Now you just said steerman, so I can actually fly a steerman? Oh yes, not solo. 
Our insurance doesn't allow that, but it's all dual. You can fly a Stearman, a T6, a Fairchild PT-23. We live the days of, you know, a long time ago. Cool. Now, if I want to go fly the Stearman, what's that going to cost me as far as to make a lesson so I can actually fly this airplane? Well, a real lesson in the Stearman is three fifty an hour. I wish we could do it cheaper, but with the insurance, the engine overhaul costs, the maintenance, and the fuel burn, that's about what it has to be. Do you fly the Stearman at all? Yes, it's a great airplane. Wow, you instructing it? No, I let my son do the instructing. I'm not that brave yet. Yeah. Other things that you do are flight instructing, but you also have something here that uh, looks pretty advanced, and that is... Well, we have this brand-new simulator. It's about two weeks old. Well, we're still learning how to use it, but it's been one of the best tools we've ever found. We can use it for primary students, primary training, to reduce the number of hours they actually need to get their private license. Uh, for the instrument rating, you can use half, half the instrument rating can be done in it. For a commercial pilot, you can do 20% of your total flight time, 50 hours in a simulator. Wow, that's a big savings. How much does it cost for the simulator compared to an airplane? The simulator is 32000 that we paid for it. Um, you know, you can buy a $300,000 airplane or you can buy a $32,000 simulator and do a whole lot of work in it. Plus, if the weather is bad, you probably can still fly the simulator, right? Yeah, you can use it. We like to use it for crosswind landing practice when the winds get too strong out here at Lakeland. So we put them on that. Uh, if it's a nasty day and you don't want to send your students out, they can actually do their cross-country because of the uh, graphics on it. It looks just like flying along on your cross-country. They can do the cross-country before they go do it. Cool. Well, there's somebody actually here that's flying the simulator right now, and uh, his name is Kevin Chambers. Kevin, uh, you actually have an association with Tailwheels, et cetera. Yeah, I just started uh, a few weeks ago doing some sales and marketing, especially in the local area. Uh, my target is to go after some of the young pilots in Polk County and the surrounding areas, talk to them about flying. There's a big shortage coming up with a lot of the airlines. They have to retire at age 65, and there won't be enough pilots to take their place. So, what better place to do right here in Polk County where we can create jobs here? Well, Polk County, the great thing about Polk County is the weather's good every day of the year, right? That's true. And with the uh, two-week flight accelerated program, we can really almost do it in the two weeks because we have such good weather here. And that's not the case up north or a lot of other places. Well, let me ask you about this uh, simulator you have here. You're flying it now. What do you think? I like it. It's, I'm flying from Lakeland to Bartow. I'm going to do a touch-and-go and come back. And because I would have a instructor here with me, I could log that time as flight time, even though it's windy and hot and sun and fun's going on, so I wouldn't be able to actually fly. Now, wait a minute. You're flying right now, and you're landing, too. You can actually look out the window and figure out where you are at the land? Yeah, I've got uh, a full board here. I've got a GPS that tells me where I'm at. So it tells me where I am in the air and how to get back to my local airport. Cool. And are you a flight instructor or a pilot? I'm a private pilot. I uh, eventually want to get my IFR commercial and CFI. Oh, I think that's a great idea. You know, that's uh, my other podcast, Aviation Careers Podcast. One of the things we talk about is this this pending pilot shortage. And actually, it started. I mean, uh, the majors are hiring. The uh, regional airlines are actually, in some airlines, they're offering uh, incentives for their pilots to stay so they won't leave to go to the majors. They're giving them increases in pay. You're seeing the pays going up at the majors so that some of those folks won't switch to other major airlines. So it's it's pretty interesting times right now. And like you said, age 65 is going to happen. So it's a great time to get into it. Now, the problem is, to get through all my ratings, I need to have some money, don't I? So what do, what do I do? I mean, how do I get the money? Well, we had to go out and do some creative financing. We've gone to some of the local banks that want to help. And there's some uh, aviation companies out there that do financing as well. So 
it's an education just like college, and there are people out there willing to take a chance on somebody, and, and they can get a loan and, and go through. Cool. And you, uh, you also have some other opportunities with loans, I think, recently. Well, right now we're working with Sally May. They just now re-entered the aviation market for flight training financing, which is really big. They're waiting for us. We're waiting for our application. We had to get uh, what they call audited financials before they'll talk with us, and that should be done in about two weeks. That looks real big. That'll take somebody from scratch all the way through their CFII ratings where they can actually get a job and start doing something in aviation. And one of the most important things when you're learning to fly is not to have an interruption in your education. And if you're going to get interrupted, it's usually because of time or money. And these people have the time. The problem is they don't have the money. And to go through Sally May is a wonderful avenue. And the other thing is they can shorten that by doing another type of program. Are you a 141 right now? Yes, we are. Okay. And the 141, you can cut down the training by about how much? Um, you can actually get down to where you're doing it at about 190 hours. A private license can conceivably be done in 35 hours. It's not really realistic unless you're very young. Most of the guys are, you know, 18 to 25 that are doing this, this type of training. We don't really emphasize trying to shortcut the private pilot because they need those skills as basic skills to build everything else on. But the total time can be considerably shortened under 141. Sure. Now, they have to build time because we're, we're coming up against something right now, and that's, you know, some of these new regulations as far as flight time. I know they're going to give some compensation for people, or credits, I should say, for people coming out of certain flight schools and degree programs. Let's say they need to build some time. Is there anything that you can help them with? Yes. Uh, we go through flight instructors. I shouldn't say it that way. We use a lot of flight instructors. We put them to work. Uh, most of them fly for us for about a year, year and a half, and they acquire the 1,500 hours that they need to go to the major airlines. And the skill level, when they when they get finished, they have flown a lot of different air types of airplanes. Well, I kind of liken it to an insur- internship as a doctor because they learn to deal with different personalities, different airplanes, different weather conditions throughout the year. makes them a well-rounded pilot. I agree. I think becoming an airline pilot, you should have to become a flight instructor first. Well, guys, I appreciate you talking to us now. Is there anything else that we need to tell the folks? You know, Where are you? Where are you here at Sun and Fun? And also, if they can't make it, where can they find you? We're located at the uh, Lakeland Linder Airport, a great place to be. We're on the south side in the old Piper building. So come on by and see us. We're on the second floor, and we've got that big ramp where all the twins are parked out this week. That old Piper building, is that that one that's uh, is that circular? or is that? Yeah, it's a black circular building. It looks like uh, mirrored glass out there, and it's a place where we're having a lot of fun at. And uh, you also have something else that, that you're doing right now for younger people. This will be our first year with it. We're... Uh, uh, doing aero camp. It's spreading across the country. A lot of people are having a lot of fun with it. Uh, we're getting a lot of young people involved in aviation. Some of the schools have done it for two or three years. You're seeing the young people become pilots and moving ahead. We had starts from age 12 all the way through 18. We have a basic one and an advanced one. Yeah, I think what you guys are doing is great. I, I wish I could start a flight school if I didn't have another job because, boy, it's terrific to see things happening again in aviation. And it's wonderful to see all those young people learn how to fly and what better place to fly than uh, tailways, et cetera, especially you can learn how to use a rudder. Well, you know, we, we work with a lot of the young people. We're going to have a young man solo on the April 17th because he's not 16 until then, and he's soloing in a tailwheel airplane. Awesome. What kind of tailwheel? A Ronka Champ. Oh, Ronka Champ. Cool. Anything else you want to add here? Well, the aero camp's coming up, and we're also working with the uh, local high school, right? The aero high school right here on Sun and Fun. They got 350 students over there that are going out to be pilots eventually, so we'll be working with them as well. 
Cool. And the uh, just one last thing. Where, what's the website again? It's called uh, tailwheelsetc.com. Tailwheelsetc.com. And uh, th- you're not new to this business. You're in a new location. But how long have you all been around? I've been flying for 44 years, and I had flight schools for the last 20. Awesome. And you still like to instruct? It's the most rewarding thing I've done in aviation. Well, heck, I'm going to have to come over there and do a little teaching with you all. Bring it on. We'll have fun. <laughs> all right. Again, thanks so much. This is Carl Valeri reporting for Sun and Fun Radio right here in the uh, D uh, hangars. Come out out here. If you can't come out here to see them today, come by south side of Lakeland Lindell Airport. That's uh, the big round building there, second floor. And also you can look at tailwheelsetc.com. This is Carl Valeri with the Stuck Mike Avcast here reporting for Sun and Fun Radio. Right now I'm still in the Florida Air Museum and uh, visiting some of the exhibitors. And there's a really neat exhibitor here that I saw in a magazine. It's called Plain Sense. And today I'm speaking with Jim Sherman from Plain Sense. Now, what, Jim, what is Plain Sense? Well, basically Plain Sense is a fractional ownership program using the Pilatus. Um, we have 30 airplanes based mostly on the eastern seaboard. Um, you basically, once you buy in as an equity shareholder, um, you... Call us up, and within 12 to 8 to 12 hours, depending on which program you're in, uh, we show up at your local airport, pick you up. We have a crew of two, six-seat, uh, six-passenger seat, eight seats total, uh, Pilatus, and fly you where you need to go. Now, this Pilatus, let's talk a little bit about the airplane first, because it it really, it's a cool plane. If, if I had a bunch of money, I, I'd love to buy one. But here, this is a way that some people, I guess, could get involved with one. It, it really does look like either, I, I could call it an SUV, but it's it's more like almost a, a half a truck thing is huge. You can carry quite a bit. How fast is it going? How much can you carry in this thing? Well, our typical uh, cruise speeds are in the 280 knot range. Um, it is pressurized. We usually limit ourselves to about 30,000 feet. Um, again, it's a it's a soft field, short field type airplane, uh, 2,500 feet or even in some cases less. We're in and out, no problem. Uh, it's a big turboprop. Uh, we can haul with full fuel about 1,000 pounds. So that gives you easily six people in bags for about a five to seven, eight hundred mile trip. Uh, with full fuel, we can go almost up to fifteen hundred miles. Wow! And, it, and it's a single engine, but it's incredibly reliable. The PT six A's, which are terrific, and I, I tell you, I've, I've heard people that have flown these and absolutely love these. But your program is more for the person that wants to own one and be flown around. Is there any opportunity to fly themselves or no? Well, we've, we've dabbled in the, uh, letting the share owners actually fly, but, uh, to protect the owners of the rest of the airplane, um, we typically fly only with crew. Um, we always have two pilots. We always have a captain and a first officer. We have minimum hours. The combined crew time has to be over 2,500 hours of experience. Um, and it's, it's really more of a corporate sit in the back, enjoy the flight type of operation. Right. And you arrange all the, say, if there's, catering or i wanted to get sandwiches etc you folks would arrange all that absolutely um it's it's full service uh you you contact one of our our owner services people and they they do all whatever special requests you need uh, pets are welcome um we have lots of owners that fly with their dogs and things like that and they just kind of sit in the aisle and um you can take basically whatever you want it's uh we have a, a motto uh unofficial one of course you know we'll uh we won't pat you down we'll shake your hand <laughs> I like that one, especially being patted down all the time at airports going through security. You know, there are some that are configured more for, like, cargo. Say one of the owners wants to actually carry something with them, say some big boxes, et cetera. Is there an ability to do that? Is there any way to rearrange the aircraft at all? With 
a significant prior notice, yes, we can usually accommodate, but all of our airplanes are configured with the six seats and not necessarily for um, cargo. And the problem with doing it and changing the configuration on the road is the next flight may need all six seats. And if you end up in a different place, now we're shipping seats and finding mechanics to put them in and stuff. So it makes it impractical. So really, you can bring your bicycles and all your golf clubs and that type of thing because it still has a pretty good cargo hold. Oh, God, absolutely, especially with a six-seat configuration because we have actually a lot more space in the cabin. And as long as we can strap it to the back wall and to the cargo area, you can take it. I mean, we've, we carry bikes, we kayaks, uh, surfboards. I've seen all sorts of uh, strange items in the back of these things. Well, since we're a bunch of pilots here, let's talk a little bit about flying it. Do you actually fly this airplane? I have flown it. Uh, I'm not quite checked out in it, uh, but uh, I've, I've got some decent stick time in the PC-12, and it's uh, it's amazing. Um I love the Pilatus' ad. You know, it's what pilots dream of. Um, it really is. It's It can do, you point it in the direction you want to go, and it goes. And um, It's got a large propeller, so its short field is really easy. Trailing link gear, heavy-duty everything in the airplane. Um, plenty of power, absolutely plenty of power. It doesn't matter how much load you have. It seems like it leaps off regardless. Um, great cruise speed, quiet. Um, having that big turboprop up front is really nice, especially for if the, if air traffic control leaves you hanging and you're 6,000 feet and, you know, five miles from the airport. So. So really it is a, a pilot's airplane. And, uh, the, now say somebody who's interested in doing this for a living, say, how could some pilot get uh, involved in something like this? Well, if, uh, pilots who visit our, our website, plainsense.com, uh, we have a, uh, careers at kind of, um, situation online application, um, and it, it goes through what our minimums are. The basics is you have to have uh, at least 500 hours to be a first officer, um, and then you have to pass our school um, after the interview process. Okay, so you have two pilot crews on all your flights then? Every every flight has two pilot. We have a fi- minimum hours of 1,500 for the captain. Minimum first officers, 500. Combined on any given flight has to be over 2,500. So our low-time first officers are with our high-time captains, and our low-time captains are with our high-time first officers. So this airplane, for the pilot, is fun. Also, for the the person that wants to become a partner, is a a great deal. You know, I'd compare this to somebody who wants a King Air. Uh, Your operating costs must be much lower. I've always said if you want to buy a twin, it's not double the cost, it's triple. I'm assuming it's somewhat similar here. Well, that that holds some truth. Um, we do have very low operating costs, and the neat part about our program is you're only buying as much airplane as you need uh, versus buying an entire airplane. A 16th share, which is our smallest share, gets you 50 or 70 hours per year, depending on your flight profile. Um, there's a monthly charge and an hourly, depending on what level in your program you're in. Um, but it, it ends up being less expensive per year to own a 16th of a Pilatus than a high-performance single that you fly yourself uh, like any high performance piston single that's in the now in the seven to eight hundred thousand dollar range you're buying into ours at in the three hundred thousand dollar range and then with the operating costs and whatnot that you pay you'll actually end up spending less than with a high performance single so this is for somebody who might be interested in aviation but needs to get there quicker can't afford to buy one themselves but uh, but wants to become a partner in something fast but they still might want to own their own little airplane, they can do that on their own instead of having to spend all that money to get them something they can get there as quickly as, as this Pilatus can. It's very true. We run into that objection sometimes where they want to fly. They, they're passionate about flying and they want to fly. And, and we have a few shareholders, uh, share owners that have decathlons or Cessna 182s or something like that. And when they need to go city to city, 200 miles, they'll take their, their, their 182. But when they want to do uh, Tampa to Washington, D.C., 
they'll call us. Um, or even Tampa to uh, Ocean Reef for the Keys or the Bahamas or something like that. It's nice to have a crew, especially long day at work, business meetings all day long. They run a little bit late. Crew's fresh, ready to go. You sit back there, take a nap on the way home. You know, I've always been a proponent of there's times when you, you shouldn't be flying the airplane, and it's time to ask some other professionals to, to actually fly those for you and those routes, and that's what this will be perfect for. Uh, as far as finding you uh, at the show, where can they find you? Here at the uh, Florida Air Museum, and is there anywhere else on the campus? Uh, no, right now we just have this booth here. Um, this is kind of an experiment for us to do a, a national trade show. We're kind of a um, – our company has – relied on word of mouth most of its 15 years. Um, we currently operate 30 airplanes. Um, it's funny how many people have seen our airplanes and just don't know who we are. Uh, all blue bottoms with white tops and stripes. Um, all end in Alpha Foxtrot. Um, again, we have 30 of them out there in the system at any given time. I just checked. We have 20 in the air right now uh, doing owner flights. Well, yeah, I've actually seen you folks in uh, Peter O'Night. Actually, and, and actually all over the place. And, uh, looks like it's a great organization. The pilots I say hi to, they seem to be pretty happy. So a great place to work and it seems like a great product. Now, where can they find you again online? Uh, it's plainsense.com. Uh, that's where, that's our website. Um, and then we're here at the show. Um, and then we have other regional shows that we'll be posting on our, on our website. Um, we move our airplanes around and, and kind of, uh, we'll have a small show in Dallas and in Houston next month. Um, as well as we'll be at the Southern Aviation Expo in South Carolina um, coming up in September, and we'll be also be at Oshkosh, and we'll have one of our airplanes there. Terrific. So hopefully I'll see you at Oshkosh. Is there anything else that uh, you'd like to tell the folks before we go? Well, we're pretty proud. Um, we started with number 20, uh, serial number 20. Uh, we were the, one of the first buyers of in the U.S. of the Pilatus PC-12. We are taking delivery of number 1,200 um, this June, so the 1,200th. PC-12 off the production line at Pilatus is going to Plain Sense, and it'll have the 1200 decal on the side, so we're pretty happy we've had um, number 20 was our first one, and, and number 1200 will be our 50th Pilatus. So needless to say, you've had a little bit of experience operating this. Yes, uh, we, we, we maintain ours. We have higher TBOs than a typical Pilatus. We have, all of them are exactly the same, which is really fun uh, for the owners. They they know exactly what airplane to go to. They're, there's not different color schemes or anything like that. They're all they're all out there, and and they they love flying our our blue and whites. Well, I tell you, if you're looking at something and you're somebody listening to to this that has an airplane wants to move up to something a little bit faster, but really can't go out and afford that uh, that Baron or or even say uh, any King Air, this is the place to come and take a look. It's it's plain sense. Jim, really, thanks uh, for talking to us today. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. As you can tell, there are numerous passionate aviators at Sun and Fun who love to share their knowledge about aviation careers. I hope you really enjoyed those interviews. If you're interested in a career in aviation, Sun and Fun is a great place to start. They have year-long events and activities, including summer camps, museum tours, aviation high school, and, and just so much more. For, for more information about Sun and Fun, go to sunandfun.org or go to aviationcareerspodcast.com and just click on Sun and Fun. Also, if you want to hear some amazing interviews and pre-recorded shows, you can listen to Sun and Fun Radio at liveatc.net slash SNF or click on the link from my website. Uh, Sun and Fun's mission, of course, again, is to preserve and enhance the future of flight through world-class events while inspiring and educating people of all ages, and they truly achieve this goal. All the links on aviationcareerspodcast.com to all the ways you can listen to Sun and Fun. 
As I mentioned in the beginning of this podcast, many of you have asked if I could be available for career counseling. And, uh, of course, your questions are really important, so keep bringing them in. But I understand you like a, a deeper conversation. So I, I spent some time trying to figure out uh, how to allow myself to be available for consulting and, and possibly put out some products uh, and also some services. But I want to make them at a, at a really good cost for those people, especially those starting out in the industry. So sign up for those email updates. Also, if you're interested in, in careers, if there's any uh, new jobs that come available, that type of thing that I'm actually part of or I have inside knowledge of, I'm going to send those out as, as email updates. And uh, that'll be one of the ways that you'll be able to get those things. And also pass those along to your friends. So if you're not interested in a career in aviation, and you're just listening to this podcast because you're fascinated by the different careers and this is more of a hobby that you're listening to, well, if you could, sign up for those emails and pass them along to your friends that might be interested. So I am uh, still working on some of the different solutions. Again, I want to make it really inexpensive for those that are just getting started in the aviation career field. So again, sign up for those updates in the, in the uh, top right. Again, thanks for listening to Aviation Careers Podcast. If you found this information useful, please help support this website by visiting our sponsors listed on the website. So just go to aviationcareerspodcast.com. Also, if you have any questions, please click on the contact page where you can email or leave a voicemail. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast and gleaned valuable information from these interviews. To be successful in, and move towards your career goal, it takes persistence and perseverance. I have faith that you will achieve your career goal. Talk to you next episode and safe flying. You have been listening to Aviation Careers Podcast, an aviation podcast about living your dream and pursuing an exciting aviation career. This aviation podcast is produced by the Valeri Aviation Corporation. Although host or guests may receive compensation for products and services discussed in this podcast, compensation never influences our opinion. Before purchasing any product or service, you should always do your own research. Music by Billy Wheeler. All rights reserved.